0: Welcome back. Happy Friday. You've made it through another week. Happy Good Friday. You ever wondered why we call it Good Friday? Other than the fact that God literally fulfilled his promise to send his son, sacrifice his son, and resurrect his son on what we refer to in pagan terms as Easter Sunday, always odd to me that we would celebrate the goddess of fertility, right? Uh, The church is forever, you know, mixing. We're like one of those giant Halloween bags of candy, right? You know the kind, the kind that I used to buy so that people would quit coming to my house on but they're super cheap. You get them at Walmart. They're like, you know, $10 for 50,000 pieces of cavity making crap. And, uh, I now, you know, I don't actually do Halloween, but, uh, I don't have trick or treaters come to the house cause my house is not set up for that. But, um, yeah, but I, but I did graduate to like the chocolates, right? Like you got to come out, you got to come out of the cheap stuff in the big old bags depending upon how many kids I guess you have come through your neighborhood, but that's kind of how the church is. We're like a big bag of just mixed up candy. Yep. And then we mix ourselves up with all kinds of worldly stuff and we call it Christianity. So what's funny is how many people take me to task over faith as if I care, um, you know, what your opinions are of my faith? I don't. Newsflash, I don't. So, but I will agree with this. Someone asked me today on Twitter, "Hey, Monica, you know, how many times do you see Jesus mentioned on Twitter versus Elon? You know, it's kind of like the Jesus of the day, which is something I say quite a bit, to be quite honest with you." We do have a Jesus of the day. If it's not Trump, if it's not uh, our Constitution, that just trips some of you up. Uh, If it's not, you know, our uh, government, right? Whether state or federal. uh, If it's not our sports stars or porn stars turn reality stars, right? It's always something. Someone always gets to be the Jesus of the day, the person who's going to save us from everything, right? The one we get to celebrate and cheer about. And God warned his people back in First Kings, and we're still doing it. I saw a cat turd tweeted today that, you know, it's more wicked than ever, and I'm like, mm, or whatever, I'm paraphrasing, whatever the tweet was, and I'm like, mm, no, no. No, it's been this way since before Genesis. This is this. We're not the first rebellion. Fun fact (laughs) this administration regime, this current mess that we're living in the States and abroad. This, we're no, no, we're we are not the first of anything because there's nothing new under the sun. I'm quoting Ecclesiastes, which is actually one of my favorite books in the Bible because it's so common sense. It's just so practical. Right? And for me, faith is practical. And we have our creasters, we have our Christmases and our Easters, and and we're all pumped about our high holy holidays. And you know, I would submit to you that every day in Christ is a holy day. And that's not me being super religious. I can celebrate the conduits that God blesses the earth with during different times and seasons in order to fulfill and to propel his initiatives and his agenda in the earth. And he does use people, Esther. And he also told Esther, if you don't have the courage to step up, I will find somebody else. And your house will be in ruins, and you will surely perish. And Esther's like, mm, I think I'll take my chances. So, whenever it comes to you having the courage to stand up against systems and 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 uh, you know, in lawfare with your school boards, with you know, with Congress, with the DOJ, with whatever, you know, just know that it's not uncommon for people who value freedom and truth to be persecuted. It's nothing new. It's just not. We're not the great champions of the world or of the day. This is just a different era with the same wicked crap that's been going on since before the fall. I I will take this opportunity to remind you that Satan was the first politician. He was the first campaigner. He campaigned for over a third of the angels of heaven and he won them. He won them a third. He garnered a third of the vote. Right. And then Jesus came and was the ultimate. um, What's the word I'm looking for? I've got campaigners stuck in my head. Canvasser. Thank you. (laughs) I hate canvassing literally more than anything. Almost anything. I do not like canvassing. If I was doing it for my own race, I would love it because I love meeting new people and I love meeting people right where they are. Right. Uh, but canvassing for others. No, no. I've only met a few politicians that I would be more than happy to canvass for and I can count them on two fingers. Yeah. So love you, president Trump. I'm not canvassing for you either. I just don't like canvassing, and I live in Georgia, and it's normally happening in the middle of hell, heat, summer. No, thank you. So I'm good. Uh, or it's cold. Mm-mm. No, I'll make calls. I'll talk about you on my show. Far bigger reach, but to show up and knock on people's door on behalf of someone else, nah, I'm good. So so speaking of good, back to Good Friday, I was raised Greek Orthodox. So our calendars are a little different from you white folks. And so we will celebrate Pascha, the resurrection, not Easter, Next, uh, the Sunday after next on the 24th. I will have a, a full-grown lamb on a spit that I will dress myself. Yes, I did it for the first time last year, and it was amazing. And it took forever. Uh, it takes 10 hours. And you would not believe the triggering that occurs whenever I post pictures of this thing, which I am very proud of. <laughs> because historically, this is something that the men in Greek families do. But my patriarch has passed on to be with the Lord. and um, And I'm not in fellowship with the second patriarch down. So I, as the matriarch, if you will, um, under my mama, because mama's the matriarch, but mama's not trying to lift a lamb, although she did. She helped me dress it, and we dropped it on the garage floor, and that was hilarious because I had a scotch to just kind of take the edge off what it meant to dress a lamb and try to remember how my dad did it all of those years And I, listen, when I put my mind to something, it's going to happen. And so I dressed that lamb. Now, granted, we dressed it, (laughs) if you could imagine, we dressed it a little inside out or something was up with like the the lemons and the stuff stuff that we stuffed it with. And my mom, God bless her, we went to pick up that that pole with that lamb and we had dressed, something went wrong. (laughs) And it landed on my garage floor and we just sat there and laughed i was like well i won't tell anybody if you don't and then we just hosed it off you know before we put it over the fire we were good my stuff burned up over 10 hours of flames anyway but you know pasca i'm gonna have an orthodox priest on with me next week who's going to give us the history behind why we are different and we align with like the first moon after Passover, first full moon after Passover. Uh Yeah, it's it's a whole thing. It's a whole calendar thing. And so we're going to have uh, a priest on with us next week to talk to us. But in terms of being Greek Orthodox, it's like I called myself, you know, there are these people called, they consider themselves completed Jews. I don't know if you've heard that term, okay? But it is a thing. And it is uh, a, a Jewish person who is Jewish by birth through the birth order of the birth rights of the mother, because that's how that is determined. And so they're Jewish by, uh, by birth, uh, by heritage. Some people would say race, but I believe there's only one race, which is the human race. I don't believe that Jews are genetically modified from the rest of us any more than I do blacks or whites or ugh, whatever the trope lie of the day is. And so completed Jews are people who have accepted Christ as their Savior while not um, relinquishing their fundamental uh, beliefs, practices, Because heritage, okay, I'll give you that. I'll give you that because it would be impossible to me, and if you're a completed Jew, I'd be happy to hear from you. Some people don't like it whenever you say Jew. It's like a trigger word. It's almost an offense. And I don't know why. Some of my Jewish friends are like that. Or if I say, it's like almost like saying Blacks. But every black friend I have would literally punch me in the throat if I said uh, African-American because that's just not something that they resonate with or agree with on any level. But my Jewish friends who know me, they could not possibly care less. They know my heart. They know what I'm saying. So for those of you who are like, oh, but a completed Jew, my friends who subscribe to that and live that as a matter of their faith will tell you that they have not relinquished their heritage um but they have accepted their adoption into and in, their grafting into the tree of Christ and in the birth order of God as being adopted now referring to him as abba being adopted and grafted in um through rebirth of the spirit and the atoning sacrifice and reconciliation of the redemptive blood of Jesus Christ. Do not ask me to repeat that again. You can hit rewind. So, um, but all of that to say, it's like for me, I laugh and call myself a completed Orthodox Christian because many times I um, refer to myself as just a straight-up Jesus girl, right? And so, um, what does that mean? Well, it means that I believe exactly what the word says that there is no Jew or Gentile, male, female, um, in the oh boy, some of you could run with that. But keeping it sane and in the order of creation, um, I believe that, you know, I can I can bring all of that religiosity and the practices of the faith of the sect of Orthodoxy into my straight up Jesus girl stuff. Um, I find that there are some contradictions there for me that um, that do not always lead me to the completion of the finished work on the cross, which is ultimately freedom. So if I'm mixing, going back to that big old bag of candy, if I'm mixing a whole bunch of stuff in with my basic, very simple message of the gospel, which is who and what Jesus is to creation and therefore who and what he is to me as a created being um, of the creator. If I start mixing all of that stuff up, it becomes heavy again. And so, hence why my ministry's name is Thirst. Here's your introduction to that. It's Thirst because it's teaching his inheritance. Refreshing, single-minded truth. Love it. Simple. And people are thirsty. Matter of fact, people are dehydrated. They are parched. They're dying in the desert of politics and government and culture and systemic cultural engineering. They are dying in the desert that I believe we are in the desert moving over into a promised land that may look a little different than we thought it was going to look. Remember, when they crossed into the promised land, there were still battles to be won. Right, and in many respects, I believe uh, President Trump brought us out of Egypt, which was the era of Obama. We're now in the desert. This has been my stance on this since November 2020. Actually, probably more like December or January uh, 2020, 2021. And what sucked about the desert, and what was really good about the desert, is that it was kind of a wheat and chaff moment, right? Where they're wandering, they're complaining, they're not happy, you know, inflation, they can't get the food they want. It was better back in Egypt. You know, again, nothing new under the sun. And right about the time that they're about to get like the promises and the instructions of how to go forward with God's blessing always in the day and in the night and to uh, create order amongst themselves, right? Right as they're going on about that, they decide this is taking too long. This is ridiculous. So let's just build, let's just put all of our spoils from Egypt. We're going to melt it all down and we're going to build this calf because we got to have something to worship because God created us to worship. We're going to worship something or someone. And so they build a calf. They have this Big orgy. Again, nothing new under the sun. For those of you who think that we're so sexually depraved now that we never have been, might I remind you that Leviticus is filled with all kinds of stuff that people practice right now. Again, nothing new under the sun. So for those of you who are just convinced that Jesus is coming back next week at Thursday, on Thursday at, at 12 p.m. before my broadcast, if he does, I hope, I hope I'm hope i not here For my broadcast. But if that's what the rapture is. There's so many different teachings on that. And I'm not hung up about any of them. Because I'm focused on today. Like right now. Right this second. Where am I with Christ? Right now. Because I have no control over tomorrow. I definitely can't erase the past. And I don't know when he's coming back. And he said he didn't either. So there. For those of you who have got it like on your calendar and you guys grift off of that stuff, man, in the church, it's like yum, 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 yum. They just eat it, eat it, eat it. Love it. Again, bag of candy, mixed bag of tricks. And tricks are for kids, silly rabbit. And so is milk. And we should be on meat by now as a church, but we're not. We're like a babe. We're not even on the teat. We're like drinking this weird concoction And so it's just fascinating to me. I don't mean to accuse Christ's body in this. It's just fascinating because we wonder why we're so limp-wristed in the world. We wonder why our veterans cannot get health care, but people on the border can. We wonder why, you know, uh, our borders are wide open. We wonder why we are flying another nation's flag, standing in solidarity with them while watching ours go to hell in a handbasket. In the name of humanitarianism, you know, we wonder why, uh, our children are being groomed. And so for me, as someone who just kind of looks at the fundamental, let's go back to, because I'm a crisis mitigator and I'm someone who looks at, if you hear all that snoring, that is my dog. My Pomeranian Bella has made her way into my office and she snores. And so if you hear that, it is, it's the dog snoring. Okay. She's 10 pounds of just attitude. Anyway, so I am a fundamentalist in the way of how did we we look at the origins of a matter? How did we get here? Where are we, first of all? How did we get here and how do we get out? Super simple. And sometimes you don't even have time to look back at how you got here. You just got to get the heck out, right? But right now we have a little bit of time. We have, we have some, we have to take our time. We have to take our time back from the YOLOs, right? From that YOLO spirit. If you only live once, you got to do it all right now. You got to figure it all right. You got to move, move, move and react, react, react. And that's what this whole border thing is about, shifting gears. This is what the entire doctors going from the VAs down to the border to care for people who are not lawfully entering into this country. Um, while others wait 60 plus days, 40 plus days, I heard from some of you on Twitter today who were like, I've been waiting three months for a blood draw, right? All of that is to fan the flames of you taking matters into your own hands because you feel so, um, offended and slighted. And this is what they, they know you, they trained you. And it's just been one thorn after another, it's been one dig after another, it's been one dart after another, one slight, one offense, one up yours, one you name it, and this regime has done it. One lie, one threat, because they know there's only so much the human mind and, and soul can take. Which is why I keep preaching the gospel. While I'm talking about politics and that bothers some of you and that's, it is what it is. But if you're going to maintain your peace and you're not going to fall prey to who the savior of the day is, including but not limited to your government and your politicians, you're going to have to get clear about who your provider is, who your solid rock is, who your truth is, who your true North is, who your biology comes from, uh, what that means, what that looks like, who your you know your patriotism comes from who is the author and finisher of your freedom who your sanity comes from and not move from that and make decisions based on that so that you can see your enemies clearly that's why it's important to get out of the mixed bag of candy that the church is feeding you off Griffs and the world is feeding you as well. And because we have no knowledge, the word says we perish. So I'm encouraging you, if you are a veteran, do not give in to the temptation to say, I've had enough. Because that's all it is. It is a provocation measure to do exactly that. They are banking on the fact that you're going to finally get to a point where you say enough is enough. And when we have a kinetic war on this soil, which I believe is ultimately what they have been attempting to ignite, go back and look through your tweet sequences about false flags, right? And, and pay attention to when we have shootings, when, you know, When they start talking about veterans' mental health, right? Because somehow all of you came back crazy, even those of you who didn't serve in wartime. Does that seem a little odd to you? That would bother me if I was a veteran. Somehow we all have, you know, PTSD, which is not crazy. It's an actual thing that it should be diagnosed and it should be treated. But they, but they, Create red flag laws. Remember the Obama administration and what they, you know, need their needlework of making you all out to be like criminals, potential national security risks coming from the men and women that we trained. Remember, they know you. So do something different. What they haven't been able to harness is God. And I've been saying all week, they want to kill God. And they honestly think they can. And if you ask anyone who's working on AI programs, they will tell you there's no God conscience in this. None. And I think it's awesome because God's like, here we go again. Another tower of Babel, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Whether it's, you know, Language and understanding, whether it's culture or you know ethnicity, whether it's AI or actual humans, uh, you know, to me it's just another again nothing new under the sun. So it's just another Tower of Babel, and if you think that that is somehow going to stump the creator of the universe, you need a new god. I'm just telling you, and so many of you are worshiping at the altar of Elon right now, and I understand. I get it. I listened in a space last night that blew my mind. No matter how many times people tried to tell this individual who's in the UK, the, the, the Genesis and the, the origins and the making of Elon Musk, which there's more than enough literature out there to educate you on that. And I'm again, this is not a dig on him as a person. I'm sure he's a fine person. Never met him. Would love to meet him one day. He seems like a brilliant mind. He's also a great front person for technology and for things that are not exactly in alignment with the creator of the universe. Certain technologies, they're really very cool until it comes to manipulating and controlling and wiping us out. And I don't care who you are. If that is the side that you err on, we're not on the same team. Sorry. I don't care how great your electric cars are that still require petroleum. I don't care how how many times you offer to buy Twitter to save the country. And uh which I think is really riotous to watch kind of this whole thrashing about of, you know, of the executive uh board of Twitter and uh, you know, in worker bees alike and Everybody's afraid we're not going to be a democracy if everybody can't be safe with safe language and safe spaces and you know moderation and unbelievable and the hypocrisy is mind blowing and it's actually pretty comical and so I don't worship at that altar and I caution you about doing that as well on the regular So he's just the latest Jesus of the day. And that's nothing new either. The Bible said that was going to happen. There's Jesus. There he is. There's Christ. There's another one. You know, and it's like, no, no, no. So, but this dude last night, oh my gosh, he, I don't care. It was almost like he had wax balls in his ears, like so like softball size. And no matter what you told him, no matter how much heat you applied to it, it was not going to drain. It was not going to melt. And he would come back and defend him even harder and then accuse us as Americans of being like, you know, uh, nihilism, nihil, uh, nihilists, right? Like we're being a nihilistic in our approach to our conversations about what's happening in our country and, you know, where we are as a nation. And he was attempting to encourage us in, in, on one side of the, uh, of the scale and, and say, Hey, you guys are the greatest thing we've got going in the world. Like, what are you doing? Like, pull yourselves up, you know, speak positively over yourselves. Amen to that. Uh, you know, but some things about us are just not positive. So what are we going to like, don't look up. And I don't think that Elon Musk hung the moon and stars and that's okay. Again, you don't have to throw the babies out with the bathwater. It's, I don't know when we got to this point where no one can chew meat and spit out and spit out bones, but I'm not there, and that's not my brand, and I encourage you to stay out of that too. So, but this guy, it was just I marveled at this guy, and I was also my blood was like I just wanted to reach through the phone in that space and just shake him and be like, "Do you hear what we're saying to you?" It's almost if it doesn't even go in and come out the other side, it's like it's just not getting in, and no matter what, and with people who are that married to a person or to a party or to a nation or to, uh, you know, to a culture, to an ethnicity, uh, to an ideology. It's one of those things, man, where you got to dust your feet, keep on moving. You just have to dust your feet and keep on moving. And uh, sometimes that can be, to me, I just kind of marvel because I'm like, wow, these people really do exist. I mean, he was in love, like bromancing over Elon and his technology. And, of course, he owns an electric car, so he thinks it's the greatest thing since sliced bread. As if electric cars are something that's new. As if electric cars are something that's new. Remember, there's nothing new under the sun. Okay, so something else that I did... Kind of excited. I asked people on Twitter to ask me anything because it is Friday and they did. Here's one Border. Why can't and don't border state governors use the National Guard? Good question. Very good question. It is certainly within their purview to do so, which is why people believe that Governor Abbott. Uh, this was nothing more than a publicity stunt on his part. There are people who are very upset that Republicans, including myself, I was like, mm, okay, cool, drop them off in D.C., let them deal with it. Well, why do they even, uh, how can you say that as a Republican? They shouldn't even be in the country. Well, yeah, no kidding, we know that, but they are. And they're about to be shipped all over the nation. So, you know, sometimes making that type of a of an overture uh, of, of a, Of a And it could be a publicity stunt, probably, but it surely made a point that we're going to start dropping these people off at your doorstep and you do something with them. And you see how frazzled they have been anytime they go to talk about it, right? But why haven't we, why haven't border governors uh, done something to protect this country? That's a very good question. And I would venture to say there's probably a very good political reason, as with most things. Midterms. Why is Georgia using the same voting machines? That's a really good question, but it's a very simple answer. I mean, if you look at what we haven't done regarding 2020 in Georgia, it will all become very clear to you why we are using the same machines that we illegally used in 2020. Something you have to pay attention to is this word emergency right? Because when things become an emergency, other things are usurped. And it, whether that is on an international level, you're talking about NATO, you're talking about uh, constant, our emergency powers here, you see what happened with COVID. You see some of your governors actually still have their emergency powers. They have not relinquished their emergency powers from COVID. And I knew the second I saw Brian Kemp... Um, assign that power to himself, okay, fine, by virtue of the legislative vote, because we're going to vote on that, but we're not going to vote on, you know, the illegalities of how 2020 went down and commenced. Um, and we partnered with the Democrats. in yeah, so for those of you who think that you have a two-party system in Georgia, y'all better wake up. Sorry. And I love David Schaefer and I love the Georgia GOP. But whenever it comes to, uh, you know, what's really going on in the establishment, the Democrats, honey, they are all working together. Don't get it twisted. So why are we still using the same voting machines? Because we suck there. Uh, are neatly trimmed beards still enjoyed by females? <laughs> Is there any other kind? Yes, okay, I can speak for myself. I can't speak for other females, but yes, a neatly trimmed beard is still enjoyed. I mean, you know, hey, whatever your thing is, it's really you know I've tried to kiss somebody with a with a giant full of face full of hair, and I'm just like, I'm pulling stuff out of my mouth and my teeth, and I'm like, okay, okay, i I yeah, this is this is not fun, so Uh, A a neatly trimmed beard is greatly appreciated. So there, Uh, that's all I'm going to say about that. Relationships. How hard is it to find love a second time? Hmm. Well, I guess you would have to define love. And um, if you're talking about love for marriage, Um, a lot of people do not have a problem finding love a second time. I think you would also have to take into consideration your age, right? Your age, uh, your, where you are in life is very important, uh, to answering that question. I think as we get older, um, you know, we become a little bit more, um, rigid in our, uh, approach to what we will accept, and what we won't, I would, or we become super desperate. It, it depends. And, and that goes for both men and women. So can you, you know, is it, uh, how hard is it to find love a second time? Um, I don't think it's that hard at all in this day and age. I have online dating and all of this. I just think you have to be prepared for, um, for what you're up against. You know, and you have to have your ideals and your, uh, you know, what you will and what you won't tolerate, but really littered with a lot of grace and mercy because people come with stuff at our age, psh, even in their twenties, my God, they're coming with all kinds of mess. So yeah, I I, I don't think it's that hard for people to find um, love companionship. You know, that's why I said, I think you'd have to define what love is. You know, can you find someone you're attracted to on a multitude of levels and someone who um, can live outside of themselves enough to even care about who you are and see you as an individual person? I will say this, good luck dating someone who is not of your same political persuasion. I've polled people over this and I've had over 12,000 something, 16,000 people respond that they would never do it. Unless you've already been married for a number of years. But if you're single and you're searching, um, I I would pay very close attention to how someone speaks. And and there's a way to get to that without being like, who'd you vote for? (laughs) Just listen to their conversation on things like, you know, social issues. So, you know, uh, what do you think about the open border? No, I mean, there's a way to, you know, what do you think about how much did it cost you to get to our date tonight? how much does your gas cost you see whether or not they complain or they're super excited because everybody's censored and we get to have, you know, safe spaces. And some of you think you can overlook that and overcome it. And I promise you, you can't because people on the left who are like hardcore liberals who are very excited about liberalism of today, Uh, they will not allow you to be who you are because just like the party itself, it is convert or die. And I'm not being hyperbolic. You see that. You either convert or you're banned. You convert or you're silenced. You convert or you don't have a job. You convert or you're going to jail. I mean, that's the spirit with which this country is being governed and ruled right now. Again, I've said we're in captivity. We're in the desert. You know, we're eating a bunch of just mess. We've created all of our golden calves are being shown. (laughs) All of our little idols, all of our little Elons, they're all being shown to us. All of our little trumps, they're all being shown. And for one reason, really, for us to repent. For us to turn. So simple. For us to turn and to seek God and pursue God. He's pursuing us, right? At least we can do is stop and say yes. Yeah. Speaking of dating, God's always pursuing us, and there will come a time when that pursuit is no longer. And He, you know, He's a passionate God. All throughout Scripture, details a passionate God, not passive. That's for sure. Not a go along to get along kind of God. Turn the other cheek and just take it. That's not what Jesus meant. It's not what he meant, but he did mean to love your enemies and to pray for them because the battle is in Ephesians 6 and 12. That is the real war. And he knew that. How else do you hang on a cross after being maliciously beaten to a pulp and hung naked on a cross? We assign decency to, you know, to the image of him on a cross, but... That's not how that went down. It was total public humiliation. And so how else does someone endure all of that other than making a decision that it wasn't his will? It was God's. It was his father's for us. How else do you look at the people who just did all of that to you and say, forgive them, Father, for they know not what they do. And I I would imagine if he was going to finish that sentence, they know not who they serve so meaning satan's kingdom and so if christ can ask for his enemies to be forgiven certainly we can but you don't have to date a bunch of people who do not align with that okay here's a Okay, here's some more sports question. As a fan, when your team is in a championship series, would you rather them sweep the opponent four games to zero or have your team win the championship in game seven? I'm going with game seven because I love to stretch out the enthusiasm and the parties and the fun and the uh, excitement and you know just all the stuff that goes with competition. It's fun. Stretch it out. Okay, what else? Um, yeah, blah, blah, we have another Elon comment. Um, Elon has warned us on the dangers of AI, but yet is still pushing forward with Neuralink. What are your thoughts? Well, as I said, uh, in this space last evening, people who are definitely in the know, um, and along with others who are some of us who are just red on, on the matter, uh, I would say my thoughts on this are that Elon is a government made entity. Again, that's not to take away from his autonomy or his decency as a human being, uh, of which I have no knowledge at all, um, other than what I've seen. But as you all know, I don't necessarily go by what I see or hear. Um, you know, it's a matter of discernment. And so someone said, This man who was fanboying on Elon last night totally crushing, was like, well, so what? What if he was? What if he was created by DARPA? So does that make him a bad person? And I'm like, and do you think all of people who work with DARPA are bad people? And I'm like, well, that's a dumb question, and that's a dumb statement. And no, it'd be like saying I think everyone with the CIA sucks, and I don't. I have friends currently who are employed by the CIA. And so I don't think they're all bad people, but you have a very corrupt nest and people who have decided to go rogue. And so, are there rogue things, uh, you know, being um, discovered and otherwise experimented um, on? Yes, of course there are. And so, when you start talking about Neuralink, you start talking about space programs, you start talking about, um, you know, science. Of a nanotechnology and altering uh, the human species and something other than humans governing humans. Yeah, no thanks. It's where I draw a line. And I don't fan crush and fanboy over people uh, who I believe wholeheartedly have been um, assembled and placed out front in order to be a front person for an agency that is huh, is completely bloated in its budget um, and has some very nefarious um, underpinnings and nefarious intentions for God's creation. And that's just my opinion based on things that I've read. So, discernment. Uh, why don't we focus on what elected officials have accomplished while in office? And if they haven't accomplished anything to speak of, why don't we get rid of them? Why are there no orgs that do this nationally and publish it? This is how we hold them accountable to the people. There actually is an organization and the name escapes me. He popped into my space one evening while we were talking about education, with Ian Pryor and others. And the man's name escapes me, but I will be happy to look him up and post that. Um, But his organization does exactly that. And they give basically, you know, a ranking, a grade. Listen, there are plenty of organizations who will give you a scorecard. And a lot of those guys are grifters too. And they want you, that's that's how they raise money is based on the scoring that they give their, you know, what they do is give a candidate a bunch of questions, right? And they do actually measure. A new candidate will get like a slate of questions. You know, it also depends upon how much money someone can raise. And then, okay. And then, sorry, (laughs) this broadcast has been rudely interrupted by my 10-pound Pomeranian who snores. Hey, wake up. <laughs> thank you. So <laughs> it's fun day Friday. Um, so all that to say they will score people based on how much money they've raised, you know, and it's also pay for play in some of those organizations where, you know, if you, yeah, well, you can figure that out. So there are organizations out there who will scorecard candidates, and some of it is based on past legislation. How true do they stay to the right to life? Um, you know, just main kitchen table issues um, for most conservatives. Um, they will um, tell you that they're aligning with that, and that's how they score them. But you can also, you know, do your own research on someone's uh, voting record. And just understand that politics is always going to be, um, you know, the, the, uh, the piling, the underpinning of why someone votes the way they do. And they will usually give you like 75% of what you sent them there to do. But the 25% is so egregious that it leaves you kind of stomped as to, well, do we get rid of him? Because at least we got the 75%, right? It's kind of like the 80-20 rule in relationships. Sex is like only 20% of the relationship until it becomes the 80. And some of you married people know what I just said. So my favorite birthday meal. Hmm. My favorite birthday meal would probably be at a restaurant here well. Actually, my favorite restaurant here, Restaurant Eugene in Atlanta shut down, and it was my all-time favorite. Oh, my gosh. The cuisine was over the top. Service was over the top. It looked like something out of a John Wick movie. Uh, It was very sexy, very exclusive, and very small. So when I say exclusive, I mean anyone could dine there, Um, but not everyone did which was awesome. And I mean, their service was just over the top. It was great. It's gone now. So I would say any, like if someone's cooking for me, like my, my kids did this year, my son-in-law is a fantastic cook and, uh, and my daughter helped as pregnant as she was. I put pictures up about this. Uh, they cooked for me for my birthday and made like a whole five course meal, So we had like appetizers, you know, different courses of appetizers. We had a salad, we had a main course, we had dessert, we had a pairings, you know, I mean, it was awesome. And so I wouldn't have cared if he had cooked anything other than gizzards. I'm out chitlins, y'all can have it. I will never cook those in my house again. Yes, I did because I loved my husband and, and I loved him so much that I said, if you ever ask me to cook those stinking nasty things again, I will divorce you. So that will never happen. But if someone served me liver, I'd be like, look, I love you, but that's never gonna happen either, unless it was the last piece of food on earth. Or I thought it was, not eating it. But I love Persian food, I'm not gonna lie. I'm Greek. So anything, you know, Mediterranean. Um, but there's a restaurant in Atlanta called Rumi's that is up at a shopping plaza called the Avalon. And uh it's north of Atlanta by about what 15 miles. Um, and Rumi's oh, it is it is like the greatest Persian food you will ever put in your mouth. So I would say anything Persian, anything that I have to eat with my hands, I love. Um so yeah, that or either, you know, just a beautiful fillet that's like medium rare. <laughs> And, uh, you know, potatoes, I'm a meat and potatoes kind of girl. Uh, yeah. So thank you for asking that personal question. Uh, what am I doing for fun tonight? Hmm. Well, I am, um, I don't know. I'm probably going to enjoy my fire pit again. I have an outdoor area that I thoroughly enjoy and I encourage people to do this. No matter what your budget is, find a space in your home that is even if you're in a one bedroom apartment, create a space just for you. It could be your porch, um, that is yours. It's just a place where you can unplug from everything. And so something I love to do is create different nooks in my home where I can escape whenever I have people over. And, uh, at the time, whenever I moved where I am now, um, my daughter was living with me. And I was like, okay, and she had just come home from college and all of her friends still loved to come to our home. And that was cool, but I don't always want to hang out with a bunch of 21 year olds. So contrary to popular belief. So I created little areas in my home where I could escape the madness and, uh, and now I still have them. So I enjoy my outdoor area, uh, with my fire pit and my grill, I love to grill. I'm a chick who loves to grill. Although if I had a man in my life, I would not fight him over that role ever. As long as he knows how to grill. Because if you can't, you're going to have to move. Um, What else did someone ask me? Um, What's your specialty dish and favorite meal to cook? My, My specialty dish... Is usually anything like roasted, like a roasted leg of lamb. Although I just discovered that I can really kill that on my grill. Yeah. So anything roast, um, I'm good with the pastas, anything Italian. Um, honestly, I'm a much better cook than I am a baker, as you can imagine, because baking requires tedious, you know, measurements that you cannot stray from. And I've gotten better at baking like a lot better. Um, and so, because I, that is a goal of mine is to slow down, take my time, be patient with myself. And I'm one of those cooks where literally my whole kitchen looks like it's just exploded. So, and I'm cool with that because it's my kitchen. And so I try to clean as I go, but it's awful. It's ridiculous. And it's just futile. Um, but with, but with like cooking, I cook to taste. And so naturally, by the time I finish cooking everything, I'm not even hungry. Um, so yeah, Pasca again coming up next weekend. Stay tuned next Friday. I will probably have uh, pictures and I may actually just kind of video like time lapse the, the putting together of this whole lamb experience for some of you. Um, if you care to watch. Um, but it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's an old tradition of Greeks. Uh, in particular, can't speak to the Russian Orthodox uh, or Syrian or, or Coptic or any of the others. Uh, but Greeks, you know, we uh, we put things on the spit and we watch it turn about. And it is an electric spit, although my dad w- has pictures of those boys turning that spit by hand. I'm not even kidding, for hours over coals. Thank God for, you know, electric motors, because that's what I use. So uh, another question was, will you talk about how remdesivir is blanking people in the hospitals and how it continues today? Well... Um, I am happy to have, and this is from a doctor, I'm happy to have, a Dr. Dawn, you're welcome to come on my show and talk about it, and I do have doctors who have been on the show to talk about it. They're also in my spaces, so I'll be happy to host that. And I will allow for medical personnel to talk about it. I'm not in the hospitals. I do not see what is happening. I see reports. I read things. I watch things. Um, but it's much better coming from you, those of you who work in this environment, who understand the science of what's, you know, of what is actually taking people out and why. Uh, I've had Dr. Teresa Lewis in my spaces quite a bit, who has, Um, explained why this particular, uh, drug is taking people out and, and how that's happening, um, and how it was happening. And maybe, uh, obviously hospitals have not stepped up their protocol with not just like flushing the and flooding the whole body with, uh, remdesivir. Um, and I think that she described has something to do with why the body can't take it and organs shut down. So I am not a physician, don't even pretend to be one. Uh, but rolling right into that, uh, as I've been, I've picked up this week with um, I've part I've I've repartnered with someone that I partnered with in the past. And some of you have gotten great results from this who have actually followed through with contacting my partner. Uh, my partner in health, and her name is Carol. I've been talking about her this week. I've not been talking about the product because I want you to talk with Carol about the product. I have used it in my home. I have friends who have used it, um, and have seen amazing health turnaround, um, and, and results from this particular product and products that are are part of this line. And so, um, you know many of you struggle with constant issues, whether it's diabetes, right? Lifelong issues. Some of these things are brought on by aging as well. Um, you know, not to mention we've got cancer, uh, we've got heart disease, uh, many other ailments that are associated with aging. And you know, you do want to turn back the hands of time, but but more important, I think, than the, you know uh, outward expression of having aged, That tends to happen because so much of the aging process is going on internally, right? And a lot of that does come from our diet. It comes from our stress levels. It comes from oxidation. It comes from, you know, our environment. A lot of different factors affect the internal health that we have going on, which um, in turn is the outward expression of, of your health. And no matter how much Botox you use and how many anti wrinkle fillers and all that stuff you use, you know, to, to, to mitigate the, the effects of aging on the outside, um, I encourage you, implore you to focus on the aging effects that are going on on the inside that are actually increasing your aging process, right? It's not, and we're all going to age. And hopefully we can finally just be okay with that right i like to tell people i look amazing for 70 <laughs> so people are like i can't believe you're a grandmother i'm like yeah well i know it's awesome i don't know what a grandmother's supposed to look like but i'm 51 and i'm just damn glad to be here right and one of the things that can help you stay here long and healthy Uh, is by making sure that you're getting the supplementation that you need and that you are reversing that cellular aging process. And one way you can do that is by calling my partner Carol at 205-739-3848. Again, that's 205-739-3848. And ask for Carol and tell her that you are uh, with Monica. I'm with Monica. That's your code for that. And speaking of codes... You know how proud I am to be a part of the MyPillow family. And I can tell because you guys are buying it up. I love it. So you can use my code for up to 66% off. That's right. Mother's Day is around the corner. Y'all know you need to get rid of those little sour towels. Gentlemen, if you're dating, can I tell you something? If I go to a man's home and, and I'm, and he's a prospect. And his towels stink like he has not removed them from the dryer about a hundred times. I mean, the washer about a hundred times, or they've just sat in the dryer, just rotten. I won't date you again. I will not go out with you again. I'm sorry. It's just one of those things where I'm like, man, I get it. It's easy to forget things, but who wants to? I mean, it's kind of like that scene in, in planes, trains and automobiles where John Candy pulls the underwear or he washes. He's washing his face with dirty, nasty socks and underwear water. He goes to dry his face. No, it's not John Candy. It's Steve Martin. And he goes to dry his face and he picks up, you know, like the underwear, right? To dry his... It's it's just like, it's that... Or if I'm in a man's home and his stuff, or I'm out on a date and someone smells sour, I'm like, "Mm -mm." so can't help you with clothes right now. I don't have a sponsor for that yet. Other than I am wearing my whole place, my Trump winery shirt, loud and proud today. Such a beautiful place. Oh my gosh. If you haven't been, it's in Virginia and it is gorgeous. I mean, if you live in Virginia, make your way over there. What a beautiful afternoon. It's huge and just a great afternoon for your family. But back to the my pillows, You fellas need to go buy some new towels that don't stink and that are not sour. I don't know about your sheets. I'm not rolling around in people's beds. But I can tell you that if I go to use someone's hand towel and it stinks, it's game over. So, Mypillow.com, you can use code Monica. The other great partner that I'm with that is here to protect your assets is Gold Co. You can go to monicamatthews.com backslash goldco and learn all about protecting your hard earned retirement everything, your 401k, your Roth IRAs, all of that good stuff that you, your savings that you can transfer all of it, or you can transfer, transfer a portion of it, but you can get it into safe hands with precious metals with my friends at gold code, monicamatthews.com backslash gold co. And that is going to do it for me on this good Friday. Every day is a good day that we are above ground. Don't you ever forget it and i know that some of you are holding on by a thread but dear veterans don't be offended and don't panic do not panic yourself into a kinetic situation in this country if you are being um if you are being um stalked or otherwise seduced by a group of people if anyone reaches out to you this is my warning to you guys right now too this is the time when people get fed up and they start coalescing and because and they get sucked into vacuums and you know that the feds have been found wanting on creating vacuums. Everything from the Whitmer, um, uh, uh, kidnapping to, uh, January 6th, uh, you name it, you know, we've got false flags galore. So just do yourself and the country and your family a favor. Keep your peace. Pray for your needs. Reach out. And y'all think I'm kidding about that. You know, God is the great physician, you guys. Remember that always. I know it's hard to muster up that kind of faith sometimes, but there's no better time and there's no better season to look up, to look up from where your redemption comes and your help. He's a very present help in time of need, not the government. Have a good weekend. I love you guys. Thanks for being here with me until next time.